Spin it in, dude. All right. Live from, from the, the studio. studio. I'm Jimmy Seleski. I'm Eric Glazer. And uh, we're live, baby. We are live. It is Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. 8 p.m. 8 p.m. I bet you probably just heard a firework go off. I did. I bet, dude. I thought know. that was going to end up, That's but it's not. That's how you know we're live. Do you think... Uh, the only thing I'm thinking is that maybe they're prepping us for like the craziest Fourth of July celebration ever of all time. Yeah, where we get bombed by other countries. <laughs> yeah, talk we about can't a... control the virus. <laughs> talk about a crazy fucking Fourth of July special. That'd be wild. Because I feel like at this point we're like we're anesthetized to fireworks at this point. It's like I see them every night. You're gonna have to do something better. Yeah, I mean, like you're gonna have to make some homemade explosives if you want to impress me yes yes (laughs) i really like joey's video he made on that by the way atv productions yeah the video that was good he's a big tiktoker it looks like he's really he's really finding his finding his niche in there Yeah, he's 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 getting in there i liked the uh the floor is lava one he made with his daughter it was very good i've gotten into that show as well on is that a show yeah, it's called Floor is Lava. It's so fucking good. <laughs> it's, is it like a... It's a game show where, I mean, you know, the the premise is in the name. Essentially, like, they just have, like, obstacle courses and the floor is lava. So, like, there's, like, a team of, like, two or three people and then they just have to, like, cross the room and whoever either gets the most points or if there's a points tie, then whoever gets through the course the fastest wins like 10,000 bucks. So it's kind of like American Ninja Warrior, but for like regular people. You know, because American Ninja. But dude, yeah. some of the shit is like hard. Like some of really? the shit looks hard. Like, because they'll, you know, they, ha- they have like. They're like. The, the, the obstacles are like set up like rooms in a house, but like. You know, it's a game show. So these rooms are crazy. So they have like a basement where they have like, you know, bugs on the wall and frames and you have to like scale across them. Um, And then there's like a pyramid that you can't really get a footing on. But like you either have to you like you pretty much have to like sacrifice one person on the pyramid to get. Oh, really? How many people are on the team? There's usually like three, but we saw a couple episodes where it was only two people. Dude, that's something I would be down to do. Like, yeah. dude, like, it looks so fun, and we were training for it this weekend. Oh, sick, dude! <laughs> on uh, I, I went on a little getaway. Uh, yeah, you went to what? Upstate New York. Yeah, upstate New York on the St. Lawrence River with um, Elizabeth's family. And How was, was that? It was fun. It was. It was nice to get away from things. Had some some family stuff this week. R.I.P. Cookie Grandma. Um, Rest in peace. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. We on the on the river. They had like these uh, these uh, these tubes that they would like drive you around on a boat on the river, which was fun. Nice. But also, they had like a raft set up like a little raft dock mm-hmm. and we were like jumping from the raft dock to the tube and like trying to like be like all right this is a five foot jump all right this is a <laughs> six foot jump <laughs> it's like all right get everything wet like it's lava and let's see if we can make it <laughs> that's dope that's my probably my favorite game to play is try to jump through the tube but yeah. uh that's well, something we we're that trying I've... to land on it oh okay okay because at, at that you know 
the uh, the lake was la- or the the river was lava. The river was lava. Point. Yeah. Okay. See, I'm a big jump through the tube guy, and I like to play that at pools. That's fun in a pool. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm allowed to do that anymore. I don't know if that's a 27 year old move. I don't know if you can fit through it anymore. Yeah, that's true. That was like definitely like a kid sized thing. Yeah, I would have to rent a tube from the pool first of all because I've ha- I've had no pool toys since I was like eight. Which yeah. I would like at least a noodle, you know, at least a respectable noodle. But I don't yeah. even have that. Instead of like a roller coaster, you have to be this tall. There's a you have to be this small to jump through tubes. <laughs> <laughs> a noodle, but like the one with like the hole in it. You know what I'm talking about? Dude, so how are you like, jumping through a noodle? <laughs> dude, <laughs> I'm really training, bro. You thought you were training? I'm training, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no dude i'm talking about i like fucking like blowing like water out of the it. noodle no <laughs> yeah dude i think yeah yeah <laughs> that's a, definitely a game i can't play at a pool <laughs> you just bring in foot-long noodles and like, is that are you using that as a flotation device like no nah, i'm just gonna i'll be over by the jet <laughs> <laughs> the jet noodle combo dude that's living bro if i ever get my own pool you already know. I'm gonna have a whole whole thing set over there. You're gonna dude. have the Lisa Ann pool noodle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a candy jar of blue chews sitting next to the thing. <laughs> that would be cool, dude. Those are definite oh, yeah. next steps. Now that now that we got the studio up and grinding, I think a candy jar would be nice to have. Ooh, Just yeah. something something cool. But that's yeah. that's a big next step, dude. The studio is going to be so cool when shit mm-hmm. get when we're allowed to open again. When these bullshit yeah. laws let us open the studio again, <laughs> yeah. When they let the studio open full, right now it's only fifty percent capacity for studios, so only I can be there, dude. I know it's bullshit. <laughs> it's bullshit, dude. <laughs> Hogan's cracking down on live from the studio. It's always been the case. It's always been the case. It's our biggest hater. Yeah, but next next. Week will be episode 200, though. I don't know if you've been Damn. keeping count. But I definitely wanted to do something, some type of bicentennial extravaganza for that episode. Yeah. Jeez, yeah, we got to figure can, something out. Yeah, if I can get the stuff figured out in time, because also I have a carpet guy moving into the space next door to the studio, and mm-hmm. we now share the garage, and uh, I had to clean out all my stuff. And Miss Moon's been calling me every day, like, you need to get this, you need to get that. And I'm, like, helping her take stuff to the dump and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I had to move, like, all this shit into my side. And I was like, damn. Yeah. This sucks. I got way too much stuff. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, that, but, was, a, that was a step back. Mm-hmm. It was definitely a step back, but also I don't need, like, any of the stuff that's in there. But I'm such, like, a, I don't think I'm a hoarder, but so I... You just have, like... You put sentimental stuff yes. on stuff that doesn't need it. No, Stu- I have the like, same issue. Yeah, like a broken guitar, like a fucking like a like a bag with a pin in it. I don't even know whose bag it is, but I'm like <laughs> this this pin is in it. This uh, somebody cared about this bag, and I'm just gonna get rid of it like that. <laughs> and then I like Where start does this pin go. <laughs> whose was this? <laughs> but like it's like one of those things where I just look at stuff right before I throw it away and then I just like make up in my mind some reason why I might use it someday. And I'm yeah. like, I could probably use this bag to put all this other stuff I don't need in the bag <laughs> and then put the bag over there. And it's like, no, Jim, just throw it away. Yeah. Just throw I'll put it, it in away. my car and then it'll just be there forever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'll never have to let it go. <laughs> Yeah, dude. But uh yeah, it's coming together, Miss Moon. I, I had I, I'm actually scheduled for a haircut appointment 
I scheduled one for at hair cuttery. The one in Towson is permanently closed now. Because I've been, I usually get my hair cut by my grandfather, but I've been like, you know, I was, we've been having dinner, family dinners and stuff like that. But I was like, you know, just in the sake of coronavirus awareness, I guess I'm not going to get my hair cut by him because that's like a prolonged time in yeah. the exact vicinity with him. And uh, so I scheduled one at the hair cuttery and I called him up and I couldn't find the one in Towson. Apparently that one's just permanently closed. Damn. So I, so I scheduled one at uh, the one in Timonium, Lutherville Timonium. And then I told Miss Moon and then she was like, oh no, you, I cut your hair. And so I'm like, hell yeah. Then I'm going to get one of those K-pop cuts now, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's be sick, dude. I'll be like, just give me whatever you give Scott, dude. Scott's a 10. I want that haircut. <laughs> Damn, that's sick. And I'm looking forward to it, dude. I'm I'm about to give myself a haircut again this week, dude. Why don't you just get one from Miss Moon with me, dude? I don't know. I'm still intimidated by Miss Moon. Oh, really? She's still like out of my friends' parents. She's the only one that still like has the parent energy to me. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't really I don't know why. I think it was because one time uh, I went over to Scott's house and. I like you would take your shoes off at his house Mm -hmm. and I think like she's my shoes are like smelly because (laughs) when I was in high school I'd keep a pair of shoes for like three years yeah for sure and And use them for every single thing every single day (laughs) cut the lawn in them wear no socks fucking take them in a real stream like do whatever (laughs) Yeah. Be like, oh no, there's not a hole in the bottom. I don't need a new shoe yet. (laughs) Yeah. I can still (laughs) walk in the rain. These are good. Dude. And then she like was like, oh my God, these shoes smell. Get these outside. (laughs) Whose are these? And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I never understood that that was an Asian thing to take off your shoes in a house because my dad always used to make us take the shoes off. I just thought that was like a cleanliness thing. Like, I think it's like, I think, you know, it's more like prevalent in those kind of cultures but also like i don't know i think in like a lot of european cultures too it's like a cleanliness thing of like oh yeah. you're fucking walking around outside the bottom yeah. of your shoes touching dog shit you yeah. know bring them on my carpet exactly out of here dude like my carpet in my apartment is noticeably dirtier than the carpet in my parents house and that's because my parents make everyone take their shoes off at the front door and the first thing i decided when i moved out i was like when i move out no one's ever taking their shoes off in my apartment, dude. I'm gonna have the chillest apartment. And then I was, and then I was, then trying I had to my, see feet. Yeah. And then I paid one hundred dollars to get my carpet steam clean once, and then I became an adult. I was like, this is ridiculous. Take off your goddamn shoes. Now I got slippers by the balcony. There I'm you just go. getting there, dude. I'm maturing. I think that's literally what maturation is. You just, you just fuck up so much that over the course of time, you're just like, okay. This is why my parents did this. Yeah. All those ridiculous rules. Like, but also there's other things like for instance, I was talking about circumcision with uh Matt and Sig today on the podcast, and they were saying that was a Jewish thing, which I've always heard, but also I feel like everyone I know is circumcised. And yeah. so I mean it became like a general practice too. Mm-hmm. Like but also I don't know. There, like, people do bring the question now, like, oh, we did it because of cleanliness, but that's not really an issue now. Yeah. So, like, I don't know, people go different ways on it. Yeah. But also, it does objectively look better. Yeah, it looks better. Yeah. It just looks weird. Like, my my flaccid dick, already nothing to write home about, but if it had, like, a little, like, hoodie on, I just feel like it just, I just feel like it looks like a dog dick, you know? 
Yeah, it'd be weird. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure if we were uncircumcised, we'd be okay with it because it's mm-hmm. like we wouldn't know any better. But would our girlfriends be okay with it? That's the question. I don't know. You know, because... I, we'll never know. I There's will no say way to this. Get it back. You, know? <laughs> you can't get uncertain. <laughs> they took it from us, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, I ne- you took my foreskin, bro. <laughs> but we, uh, we were traumatized at birth. It is kind of true. It is kind of true. You never had a say in it. But I did hear that um, apparently you're. It's like much more sensitive. So like, sex is much more pleasurable when you're uncircumcised, which makes me feel like I've been missing out on sex for my entire life. Yeah, I don't know. I'm and, s- I'm sometimes still too sensitive, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't even imagine if I was uncircumcised. You know what you need to do, dude? You need to, uh, and this is for anybody listening, this is advice. Uh, you need to just jerk off dry all the time. And I know it sounds weird, but if you don't use lube, you can use lube sometimes. You can treat yourself with lube. I, I treat jerking off with lube like I treat like going out to eat. I'm like, okay, I, I think I'm really going to use lube tonight. I'm going to make a night out of it. Yeah, I'm going to make a whole thing out of it. I'm going to load up the phone. I'm going to go into incognito. But most of the time, if I don't really feel like I deserve it, I just go imagination, dry palm. And that kind of keeps, you know, it, it. I feel like I've lowered my sensitivity a lot. <laughs> 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 which is both a good thing and a bad thing. But I will say when I'm having sex, I care much more about the other person's experience because I'm a giver for the most part than I care about my experience. So it's like, okay, if I got to lose some sensitivity to not bust in 30 seconds, I'll do that. I'll do there that you for go. you. You know? Yeah, yeah. But also now that you got your baby soft hands. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to work that well. I think what I was working with for you was all those calluses. Yeah, I was like jerking off with a fucking Thanos glove every night. Dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and now, yeah, my sensitivity has gone up. I've noticed. Dude, I saw you on... Uh, I, well, I didn't actually see you on WJZ, but I saw the picture you posted. Yeah, I uh, spent an embarrassingly... Well, I woke up to a text the next morning from a number I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it was a group chat with that random number, my dad and my brother, and it said the dude on the news at eight this morning, and it was a picture <laughs> of me, and it was like the worst possible picture of me, and I was like, oh great, I hope this wasn't a screen, I hope they didn't take like a still shot of me, and uh, turns out it was my neighbor, Mr. Tim Anderson, who actually watches this a lot. Shouts out, Mr. Tim, my yeah, neighbor. Yeah, I see he him in the, uh, the, the comments a bunch. Very active uh, live stream chatter. But yeah, he saw me on there and saw, I was like, ooh, this is juicy. This is cool. So yeah. then I went and searched myself and I just like typed in. Because I remember the news cameras being there. And when they were there, I like he was wearing a mask out in the street and it was a class and he I was like on the roof of Riptide. Yeah. And so we're playing and I see these two dudes walk by and they like walk right past my point of view. And then I see the one guy go like, hold on one second. And he pulls the guy back and then he comes back and sets up and starts taking video of me. And I was like, oh, no. And of course, I'm like <laughs> mid song making jokes. I'm like, hold up, dude. Let me finish the song. I got to fix my hair. It's probably not looking right right now. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then I was like making up headlines like local alcoholics, playing <laughs> all kinds of crazy shit. And I couldn't tell if he was even laughing or anything because uh, yeah. of the mask. But I hope he was. But he 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 took like, yeah, it was like a two second clip of me mm-hmm. playing. I think I was in the middle of Tiny Dancer which is uh, my flagship song 
on rooftops. And uh, yeah, I made it in for a two second snippet, which is there good. Go. Now, now I'm, I've, I thought about this the other day. I'm, I make it on the news once every 18 months. There you go. Once every 18 months. It's not a bad average, dude. Nah, dude. Better yeah. than me. Because uh, last time I was on the news was uh, January 2019 for that Midday Maryland thing where I played Girls Like You acoustically. <laughs> and uh, by the way, I finally was able to release that song. I told everybody I got the Spotify figured out. I put the song out and uh, I submitted it to a whole bunch of playlists. And what's funny about it, by the way, if there's any like artists listening, anybody who does music, definitely check out playlistpush.com. It's a really cool website. Um, and what I like about it is it's not one of those like too good to be true websites. You know, like certain things where they like promise you listens and promise you plays and follows and stuff like that. This basically works like they have a a bunch of playlists that are actually curators, playlist curators on Spotify that are paid per song to listen to submissions and they'll write like a little review of it, like a critique, basically explaining why they decided to accept or deny it for their playlist. And so you can spend like... I submitted a song to it last year, Try, which I uh, produced myself. And I spent like $200 on submissions and I didn't get into a single playlist out of like 28. And they were all just saying like, you know, stuff like uh, production's a little shabby, this, you know, trying to be nice, but basically saying like, dude, (laughs) hang it up. (laughs) And and, uh, yeah, that was embarrassing because they sent me, they sent me an email like the, after the campaign ended, cause the campaign goes for two weeks and they sent me an email. It was like, Jimmy, thank you so much for using playlists. Would you like to send a thank you to all zero playlists that accepted you? <laughs> I was like, dude, nobody on the other side of this is, is like, is like editing these bot emails. Like yeah, they, you don't gotta I mean, rub it, it in, dude. <laughs> all zero of your playlists. I was like, okay, whatever. But, uh, so far I've been accepted to seven playlists with this one. Out of, uh, not all of them have responded yet. I think I submitted to a total of like 50 or 60 total playlists. And I think 14, 15 have responded. And yeah. I've gotten into seven out of 15, which is actually a really good uh, average. Because I think go. my brother's only ever made it into six. So I'm already way better artist than Dominic Celeste will ever be. There and that's go. good enough for me, dude. Yeah, that's what <laughs> this was all about. <laughs> that really is what it was about, dude. But uh, and then I told I told John and Joe not to promote anything until we had above a thousand streams on Spotify, because yeah. I didn't want to look like a loser when people went there and saw I had like three plays on a song. They're like, <laughs> you know, Jimmy, I always thought you were a loser and wasting your time pursuing this dream. And, and now I prove. <laughs> now I'm realizing I was right all along. You really are a pathetic. <laughs> so now that i have a thousand go check that out spotify i got a big stream link in my instagram bio if you go to at jimmy seleski and i created one of those fan links for the band just like i have for the podcast and it has spotify apple music youtube instagram facebook the whole nine so check that out hell yeah yeah you should uh you should have the the cast go out on it later i you know i should do that dude i'll queue it up I'll cue it up, or I'll just play it in the uh, the final episode version. Yeah, or I'll exactly. play it in the intro version. Maybe I already played it. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Weird that you would bring that up, Eric, because I'm pretty sure we already played it. Dude, that was the joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got it. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Oh fuck. <laughs> dude, did you see the video? Apparently, like so. 
Post Malone looks like he's turning into a skinhead. Really? Yeah. I he like seen- he shaved off all of his hair and he just has like all these weird like prison looking tattoos all over him. Mm-hmm. But like I think it was his like birthday yesterday or something or today. Mm-hmm. And one of his friends just got him a like probably like foot by foot box of just camel crush cartons. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I, like, dude, I gotta say, and he like he like choked up a little bit when he opened the box. <laughs> I think I would choke up a little bit. <laughs> he was like mid smoking a crush, and then he was like <laughs> opening the box, and he's like, "Oh, come on, mate, bring it here!" Oh, and he gave the guy a hug, and then just like started throwing cartons out of the box onto the floor. I've uh, I've really learned. I, I can see that a little bit. It's it's always a weird thing when like a friend gets you a gift, and I always feel bad because I've never been a big gift giver to my friends because i've always had this weird toxically masculine idea in my head that giving gifts to your guy friends was a little like fruity or something like that that's me that's just the way i just felt weird about it so i've never given gifts to my dad for anything christmas father's day we just never done it yeah so i'm not i mean the closest our friend group came to having a secret santa was when we were like what if we just all got each other fleshlights? So then it wouldn't be embarrassing to have one. <laughs> yeah, because you can own a fleshlight or a fucking blow up doll or like a big rubber ass, and it's not bad if you like if it's a joke. Like yeah. Mahedi, Mahedi had one in his frat house. It like sat on the kitchen counter, and I just remember being like, "I know this is a joke, but I also know you guys fuck this thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no way you don't fuck this thing. There's no way either you didn't make like a pledge. Fuck it." <laughs> or one of you guys hasn't fucked it, either as like a joke at a party or just yeah. completely seriously yeah. on your own. <laughs> they probably wouldn't even let pledges fuck it because they were like, no, dude, that's our big rubber ass. Dude, <laughs> dude you got to work I your way. Her. <laughs> you got to be in this frat to hit that ass, bro. You're not going to fucking pledge <laughs> Sigma Chi, whatever the hell he was in, SAE. Dude, I'm <laughs> sure there's like frats that literally have like blow up dolls that are like hand me downs from the previous generations certainly dude probably one of those 90s blow-up dolls with like i feel like they tried to make 90s blow-up dolls as unattractive as possible yeah like they literally had like well like yeah it was like a flat ass head Mm -hmm. like it was just very it looked like a bubble man or whatever what was like the guy's name when spongebob made that guy out of bubbles uh i i think i don't know what his name was but i know what you're talking about probably (laughs) the bubble man all old sex dolls have the frame of Bubble Man. <laughs> they just look like that, and then they just have a big hole at the bottom, and then a big, like... <gasps> <laughs> they didn't even like, try to make them hot. Yeah, dude, with just, like, three inches of red lipstick around yeah. the hole. <laughs> yeah. I feel like nowadays, I don't think they make blow-up dolls anymore. I think they're, like, legit, like, skin fiber technology or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I gotta look it's into just, it like, now. silicon molds yeah. of, like, women. Yeah, I remember feeling that the rubber ass at Mahedi's house, and I was like, Matt was really was my first. I was like, you guys gotta be fucking this because I would fuck this thing. <laughs> first of all, it's a UMBC party, and this is the best looking thing I'm seeing right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here hitting on this rubber ass, pouring it drinks. And shit. <laughs> so like, you go here, <laughs> you just friends with one of the dudes. <laughs> <clears throat> Are you single? Or... <laughs> oh oh <man>. my god! <laughs> That's crimity, 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 dude. <laughs>
Oh you all right, God. dude? Yeah, no, I just I have my windows open because I, I turned the AC off for the cast. Mm. And I just got a whole blast of pollen coming through. Yeah, I had some pollen. I had a sneezing episode uh, at the gym today, and I'm sure um, not everybody was big fans of it. Oh, yeah. Well, I told you every time I went to a protest and I, like, sneezed into my mask, I just assumed I was about to get my ass beat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of pressure, dude. Because, it's crazy. Uh, but I will say, um, this thing, if you do this thing, if for people who can't see, if you take your index finger when you're about to sneeze and you press it against the bottom of your nose, like right under the, like right above your <coughs> upper lip, just straight across your upper lip, like you're giving yourself a finger mustache and just push up against the bottom of your nose, you won't sneeze. I don't know what the science is behind that, <laughs> but it works for me. Did you see what you looked like when you just did that? <laughs> if you do this, I'm telling you, you won't sneeze. <laughs> I'd I'm... rather sneeze, dude. I don't want to look like that in public. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't want to sneeze at the protest, so instead I just stood there. <laughs> yeah, Trust just, me, guys. It looked like I was just intensely sniffing my finger <laughs> at a protest <laughs> with my mask off. With your mask off. <laughs> Yeah, but it really does work. I mean, technically, like, that's what the mask is for. To keep it's you from sneezing? keep the sneezes in. Yeah, that's true, dude. Instead of spreading them. So it's like, feel... don't look at me like that if I'm sneezing into a mask. This is yeah. for you. Exactly. Exactly. I'm probably sneezing because, in my case, I haven't changed my mask in a month. And so there's so much pollutants on the inside that I'm literally, like, allergic to my mask at this point. <clears throat> Maybe I'm just allergic to your bullshit. <laughs> exactly dude i did get a new mask though i finally did <laughs> thank god <laughs> i know dude. dude you probably literally had mold in your mask <laughs> i think uh i i just lost it somehow and uh i didn't it was my only ever mask that i had ever and i didn't realize that not all masks were extremely uncomfortable which i think is why i was so annoyed at the mask policies at first and then i yeah. put on like a good mask and i was like this isn't so bad. Yeah. Maybe they're not stripping away my human rights. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I've thought about it for um, a little bit that the, like, I think the mask isn't going to go away. Really? Like, I think, I think the mask for some people is like the beard. Like the beard is for like a lot of people aesthetically because they don't have like a chin or like a defined jaw. Mm-hmm. And now that like if you can't grow a beard, yeah, you got it's a like, mask, dude. Yeah, it's like makeup for men, kind of. Yeah, and for I, I was kind of thinking about it, um, because I, 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 it's like kind of like a. It's going to sound weird, but I was thinking how, like, you know how, like, if you go to, like, Syria or something where, like, everybody's required to wear, like, like the women are required to wear, like, the thing around their face and the headdress. And I remember this one. Dude, they never get sick over there. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Look, find one person sick in Syria. I dare you. Um, probably remember, a dude. Yeah, probably. Probably. I remember this one girl in fourth grade. She was an Iranian chick named Tina. And she told me that her family went over to her home country of Iran. And <laughs> she told you that her brothers were studying to be pilots in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. It was right around 2000. And, uh, and, uh, and she went over there and she was like, yeah, I would walk down the street and people would like curse at me and throw stuff at me because I wasn't wearing the thing there. Jeez. And I was like, damn. 
that reminds me. Even as like a kid, that's crazy. Yeah, well, that, that's just the cultural norm over there, and it's so it's crazy because how quickly that's become the cultural norm here. That it, again, it's it's been a nice experience to see how quickly things can change and how. Do quickly you think that the mask is to keep people from getting horny? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> population control, dude. I've always believed that, dude. It's population control, dude. They're not stopping us from dying. They're stopping us from fucking, dude. They're stopping us from looking at DSLs, dude. They're stopping us from getting each other's jokes. You can't even fucking hit on a girl anymore. It's impossible. <laughs> or actually, it's easier because now when they don't laugh at my jokes, I can just assume they are. There you go. <laughs> It's good. How and many bad. how many uh how many gigs are you in now? Um I'm like in half swing right now. I played Lock Bar and uh Looney's last weekend and then I played Looney's in Bel Air on Thursday this week. I played at Barley's Backyard Uptown there you on go. Friday, which I got to say, I know we we ragged on Barley's Backyard Uptown a lot in previous casts because of the name. Yeah. Um, but now that I've kind of settled on just calling it Barley's and I'm trying to make that catch, mm-hmm. not sure if it will because I'm almost 28 and everyone that goes there <laughs> doesn't want to hear my opinions on what the bar should be called. Um, no one wants to talk to me. Don't give me the time of day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but if they would listen, I got some good things to say about the what we could call the bar. But regardless of what we call it, I think they're doing better than they were when they were called Turtle. Yeah. Because I played there on Friday, six to nine, and it was like every table was full. You know, it was awesome. <laughs> I don't know if you should rat them out like that. I mean, it was all socially distanced and stuff. Everybody was six feet apart yeah, yeah. on their tables, but it was cool. It was cool. That was a really good time. And then I played, obviously, Riptide on Saturday, and then Sunday was my off day. But uh, yeah, so I had three gigs this week, which is still like not where I was at, but mm. I can kind of see it coming around a little bit, which is cool. Yeah. And my calluses are coming back, which is important. Perfect. But, uh, what else? I I went grocery shopping today for the first time in, since the shutdown, I think. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Dude, I'm telling you, bro, when I was working at Seasons. Oh yeah, just Seasons. Seasons, all the time. And as I cut my hours back at Seasons, I had to cut in my grocery shopping. (laughs) And, uh, it's like amazing. I forgot what it's like to have stuff in your house. But uh, I it's also nice, didn't right? realize this. Um, I've always been getting two percent Greek, two percent fat Greek yogurt. Uh, you know, just cause. But then they were out of it today, and I got the full fat Greek yogurt today because I was like, "Fuck it, I just gotta get, I gotta get my Greek yogurt, dude." Yeah. What would what would my grandfather think? And I ate it right before this podcast, dude. I didn't realize how much better. The full fat version. It's uh, there's no other. Literally, I was like eating it, and the word "lovely" just came to mind. I was like, "This is lovely." <laughs> like it was so. It was like delicate. I was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" Like I was eating it. It was so good. I can't like. I think it's one of those things where like you get so used to eating. Like for instance, diet soda, and then you taste like a real soda, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is why people drink this shit." It's amazing. But yeah, it was a. Uh, it was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can compete with that. I did have really good pizza tonight. I got uh, I heard about a place in Little Italy called Angeli's Pizzeria. Mm-hmm. It's like right behind the Reginald F. Lewis Museum on High Street, I think. Mm-hmm. It was good as shit, dude. 
It's fucking legit. Well, also, you've been eating your own homemade pizza for the entirety of this shutdown, haven't you? I've I've uh, gotten Domino's once or twice, maybe a yeah. Papa John's in there. But, I mean, no, I've definitely gotten good at making pizza, but, like, I don't know. Like, they made the sauce with, like, fresh tomatoes, you could tell. And, like, they had really high-quality toppings and shit. It was just really, really good. Yeah. It's uh, it's all coming back to me now. It's cool. Dude, did you know I read this? <laughs> Wait, <part>? what? <laughs> it's all coming back to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Elaborate on that. <laughs> I just realized what we're doing right now. This is live from the studio podcast. I'm Jimmy Zaleski. <laughs> and did you know guess what the highest grossing movie in the country was in movie theaters last week or two weeks ago who is um let me think it can't be definitely not trolls 2 because that went to on demand Mm mm-hmm did Scoob go to theaters? The Scooby-Doo movie? I don't know, but I'll give you a hint. Yeah, give me a hint. It's not a movie that just came out. Okay. So, okay, so movie theaters. So the, I bet the only movie theaters that are open are drive-ins. Yes. Okay. And what would play at a drive-in that's old? Exactly. That's exactly. the question. Well, I saw... Uh, was the movie where uh, the M Night Shyamalan movie where the kids saw ghosts? Uh, Sixth Sense. I saw that at a drive-in. Was that it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that would be sick to see at a drive-in. Was it Trek? No, older. Okay. It's, it came was out. Was it a kids movie or an adult movie? I would say an adult movie. Okay. Was it live kids action? Love it. Live action. Was it fiction or nonfiction? I mean, it's based on a true story. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, a based on a, a based on real characters that the story didn't probably happen. And let's just <laughs> say the characters are prehistoric. Okay, Jurassic Park. Yes. Ooh. Jurassic Park was the h- most popular movie for movie theaters. Okay. Two weeks ago. 1993, Jurassic Park. Jeez. The Lost World. I think, Was that no. the first one? No, title? that was a sequel. That was a sequel. Was a sequel. Okay. Jurassic Park was the first one that had, like, Newman in it, and he gets eaten by the T-Rex. Yeah. That scene and traumatized that me. dope-ass Jeep. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That Jeep untraumatized me, dude. Yeah. Because when Newman got eaten by that thing that spits tar, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. When he's like, he's like this big fat fuck and he's like running, he's like, oh, oh, oh. you know what I, what? well, he almost gets chomped in the fucking porta potty. He almost does, but yeah. the other guy gets yeah, it. Yeah, but the tiny guy gets him. Yeah. And then Newman runs away. He gets in the Jeep. And I remember, do you remember there was like this shaving cream bottle that they had like Barbasol. stuff? Barbasol. Yes. I never knew what that was as a kid, as a kid but I always Dude, thought it was you so You had cool. Barbasol in your dad's or your parents basement 
for yeah, as long I, as you live down there. You I had know. It on your dresser next to your bed for some reason. <laughs> I did. Never as if shaved. You used it to beat off. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's not meant to. As if don't you jerk off dry, guys. Lube. <laughs> jerk off with, with Barbasol. Bar- that's what I meant to say, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never have to trim up, dude. All those bubbles? Are you kidding? Me? Oh my god! But I remember in that movie they had that can where he like put the stuff in or whatever, and uh, never knew what that was about. But that's completely unrelated. Anyway, the movie. I guess it's because nobody's <laughs> it's making unrelated. It. Don't look at my Barbasol can. There's nothing in it. <laughs> We've, just yeah, shaving in cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's yeah. not a uh, you know in plain sight hiding spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always thought it was weird when you go to somebody's house. And you'd see, like, the lotion right on the dresser, and you're like, dude, come on. Have some respect for yourself. This is ridiculous. Yeah, it's wild. Or just, like, uh, like I'll see, like, uh, you know, I'll watch meme compilations and shit on YouTube, and they'll always have, like, Twitch streamers and shit in it. Mm-hmm. And, like, the the joke of the, the video clip isn't that there's, like, a a lotion bottle on their computer setup next to like anime posters and shit. Mm-hmm. But I noticed that and that's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Everybody knows that shit, dude. Yeah. Damn, right next to your fucking computer. Yeah. I was never, honestly, I was never a big lotion guy. I just don't like the, there's just like a bigger mess. It's they a bigger clean cleanup up. process, and it's very incriminating, because yeah. then you all have one hand that smells like it, and the other hand doesn't, and then if you try to like rub it in afterwards, it's just it just it doesn't yeah. work. No, because and then you always end up using too much lotion, mm-hmm. and then it's just like I don't know. It's always just like been a worse situation mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, it really was a, a thing of laziness that I just went dry after a while. Yeah, but uh, yeah. It's yeah. uh have you ever beat off with a condom before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was like early on. That was like probably high school for me. I've definitely like I've done, done it. it more recently too. I feel like I've done <laughs> just, it very recently, actually. I don't just know why because I like I think I, I might have even done it once during quarantine, just because I was like, I'm fucking <laughs> bored, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it helps with the cleanup. I was like, you know what this is help with? The cleanup process. It's dude. just expensive. Yeah. Um, but I think I did it very recently, actually, to test out this condom brand that I got. <laughs> See if there are any leaks. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, before I use this in action, I need to make sure this works with my hand a little did bit. Did some QC testing, dude. Mm-hmm. But I was like very like, felt very like weird while I was doing it. I was like, this is weird. I can't tell anyone <laughs> about this unless I tell them publicly. <laughs> unless I'm the one to admit it. On air, live. A nationally syndicated, yeah, nationally syndicated. on syn- my Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> that my neighbor is currently watching. Yeah. <laughs> Just the biggest boomer live stream audience. <laughs> I want them all to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, damn, that's a good idea. <laughs> Damn, and I thought we were the greatest generation. (laughs) (laughs) These guys are safe as fuck, bro. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. (laughs) It's a very classy drink you have going over there. It is very classy. I figured I'd break it out tonight. I ran out of Bud Light Lines because my brother had people over the other night and just drank all of them. But it's like, what are you going to do? 
It's kind of yeah. there for company. You know, I, I like it better when people just drink the stuff because it makes. Last time I had people over, I didn't have anything, and I just felt like a piece of shit the whole time. Yeah, we were doing shots of like Malibu and <laughs> triple sec, <laughs> eating olives, just bitters, like, <laughs> alcohol in there. There yeah. is alcohol in bitters, dude. It's I like forty percent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just is very bitter. Dude, you can get wasted off bitters, I think. <laughs> Use it bitters and Sprite shots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see. That'd be a good combo. Bitters and what? Bitters and Sprite. <laughs> I, oh, oh, you know what I used to do? I think that might make it tolerable. So we used to... At, I told you about how we had the Jimmy Seleski at the horse, right? Which is mm-hmm. uh, Diet Coke Lemonade and Evan Williams. My friend Mark, the bartender, made his drink, and he would do it with whiskey, ginger ale, and bitters, and it was actually mm. really fucking good. You can use it for a lot more things people know. Yeah. Although, I definitely have the same bottle of bitters that I've had for, like, four years. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't really rush through bitters. Yeah. Yeah, I still have the same one I bought. And that's why I think that liquor doesn't ever expire because you don't really, I mean, I burn through it pretty quick, but like the the amenities, like the mixers and stuff, you can keep mm-hmm. that shit forever. It like never goes bad. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, I don't know. I always thought like having one of those decanters would like somehow like fuck up alcohol. Mm-hmm. But I've had a whiskey in my thing forever. And it's like, no, this still just tastes like whiskey. <laughs> Dude, speaking of decanters, kind of speaking of decanters, it reminded me of fruit flies. I'm remembering what this is all about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm having another flashback. Today, I was chasing around a fruit fly in my apartment, like chasing it around. Yeah. And uh, I don't know where it came from. I'm imagining the Bud Light Lime, because <laughs> that has There's fruit. There's fruit. In it. There's yeah. fruit. 1% juice. <laughs> 1% flies. 1% real juice. The beer for whatever happens, including fruit flies. <laughs> and uh, it was like these three that were there, and I took a swat at it, and it was like the worst swat. Like I Like, it was like... I don't know how to describe it. Like, you know how, like, when you, you try to swat at a fly, but, like, flies, for some reason, are super quick, and they just get out of the way because you're yeah. a human and you can only swat so fast? Well, also, I they, t- like, feel the wind coming at them first. Also, probably, they get blown out of the way by the wind, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, maybe that, too. Maybe they have no reaction time whatsoever. Yeah, dude, we're just too powerful. And I took a swat at it, dude, and I swear to God, I just flat out, like missed like the fly didn't even move the fly was here and i just took the bitches swat at it and i just the fly didn't move it was almost like it was taunting me like that's the fucking best you got bro you're playing chicken and you fucking i got molly whopped by roosted dude (laughs) i got roosted bro it was like the most i was like embarrassed for myself and uh, then I like then I took it personally, and so I was like really mad, and so I went to my room and got like a T-shirt and like rolled it up like how like dudes in high school movies like roll it up before they're about to whip somebody in the ass with it. <laughs> Did you get it wet? You pre-soak? 
actually no. I probably would have had more luck if I did. I never got a single one of those motherfuckers, dude. I'm pretty sure they're still flying around right now, laughing Man. at this story. <laughs> I had a fly. I had a fruit fly situation today. We went to go pick up those pizzas in um, uh, Little Italy. And, like, somehow, just, like, two tiny fruit flies got in my car, like, when Liz got back in with the food. And they're flying around, flying around, and we were, like, about to go on the Bellway. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just, like, I'll wait till we get on the Bellway, open all my windows, and blast these dudes out of here. Hell yeah. And, but, like, right before we're going on the Bellway, I forgot about this, too. Like, I, like, drove up and back from upstate New York this weekend. So, like... I drove through Pennsylvania and, like, the woods in New York and shit. And, like, when you're just going, like, 70 on the highway, you just, like, constantly just hear, like, pops on your windshield. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, thousands of bugs. Just, like, Mm -hmm. you just slamming through them. Yeah. High speed. So, like, I got to one of the lights right before. It was, like, President or one of the ones before that, right before you get on 83 from downtown. And the squeegee dudes were out. And for like the first time in my life, I was like, oh my God, I would love for them to clean my windshield right now. (laughs) So like I got their attention. I was like, hey, get over here. And like I had two bucks. I was like, fuck it. I'll like, I gave him two bucks. And then he was like, thanks, bro. And then just kept walking. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't even wash the window? He didn't even wash the window. But also like, I didn't say like, hey, wash my window. But I did. I was like, "Ah, you have the squeezy shit in your hands. I'll just call you over. I'll give you two bucks so you know, like, I'm not going to fuck you over and give you like a quarter or some shit. So you do a good job. But like, yeah. Jesus, dude. But I don't know. I thought about it as karma because I've gotten like... They've cleaned my windows so many times for free. Yeah. Where I'm just like, ah, don't worry about it. And they're like, oh, no worries. I'll just get you this time. I had, for the first time, a squeegee boy draw a smiley face on my window, and I thought they only did that for, like, pretty girls. (laughs) Dude. And I was like, so... I was like, oh, nice. That being said, I think I did have a girl... No, no, I didn't. It was Joe, my bandmate. Not a girl at all. (laughs) And we were driving out a lot. They could have mistaken him. Hey, they could have, dude. He's a beautiful man. He is a beautiful man. Um, but he, yeah, he was in my car and they did like the little smiley face thing and I was like flattered. I was like, oh. <laughs> um, oh, okay. But then, you know, get on the beltway. Windshield's still dirty as fuck. Um, just like dead bugs all over it. Uh, get on the highway, blast open my windows, try to get the bugs out. And I'm driving from like all the way downtown up to Hamden. Finally get off on Falls Road and uh close my windows and lo and behold dude the bugs are still there <laughs> they really? fucking made it through the fucking wind tunnel <laughs> they somehow survived i don't know how dude they have a way bro so i kind of just like fuck it dude they can stay in here they'll like get baked out tomorrow what you need to get is something i've been thinking about getting for my car and it's a car spider yeah, just try and get us. No, honestly, I think I have a car spider already. Really? Yeah, I cleaned a web off my windshield today on the inside. It wasn't like a full web, but it was like one strand. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a cobweb because like I got it with my finger and then it was like stuck on my finger for a couple minutes. I uh, I've always feel weird. I don't think you get a car spider. I think they just 
find a way into your car. But yeah, exactly. I, honestly, like, I think I already just had one for whatever reason. I don't have that weird hang up that people have with spiders. I actually like spiders. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't like. I don't them mind them. I don't. If I see a spider in my apartment, I won't kill it. Yeah, I look I'll at them as my just, friends. I'll either just like let it. Like if it's like. I don't know. If it's like a fucking wolf spider or some shit, I'll at least get it out of my apartment. But if it's just like a regular ass spider that's like small as shit, it can't do anything, like its teeth aren't even big enough to pierce my skin, mm-hmm. I'll let you kill all the bugs you want, dude. I don't want to Yeah, hear. dude, for sure. Dude, I will never forget. I was never closer to a spider than uh, I remember one time I was in the studio and- Dude, what about the one at your old apartment? Oh, yeah. Well, no, that was a mantis. I had a mantis in my old apartment. I had the big-ass spider at my parents' house that I would film making a web every night. And that shit was dope, dude. Like, watching a spider build a web was, like, one of the most fascinating things. It was amazing because I couldn't even fathom in my mind, like, how they knew how to do it. You know, like, he would literally, like, rappel down from the tree to the fence and then climb back up and then do it again. It was the craziest shit. And so I would, I would like watch it every night just to see what he was doing. And then I would just throw him shit. I would like find like a cricket and be like, here you go, dude. This is for you <laughs> at the age of 22. And then I had the mantis at my old apartment, but there was this spider at my studio that I didn't realize was there. And I remember I was sitting at the desk and this mosquito was annoying the fuck out of me and he was like buzzing around <laughs> and I was swatting at him missing all kinds of shit and I took this swat at him and I remember I lost him and then all of a sudden I heard this bzzz, 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 and I was like what the hell is that coming from and it was coming from like the like the, my desk and mm-hmm. so I look you know how it's like a two-tier desk it has a part that the computer goes on that like where the keyboard goes in is lower tier in between the second tier and the lower tier there was a web and the, the mosquito that I was swatting at, I had somehow swatted into the web. And then the, I looked down and the spider was just chilling there with the mosquito that I was going after. And he just went up and fucking ate him. Hell yeah. And I was like, bro, I can't possibly kill you, dude. You're the boy. Hell yeah. Like, this thing dude. was annoying as fuck. I never felt closer to a bug in my life. <laughs> and I've felt close to bugs before, dude. Yeah. I, uh... Like, I think the thing that happened in my life that made me, like, not afraid of bugs was, uh, like, I would go to summer camp for Boy Scouts and shit. Mm -hmm. And I just remember, like, on the last day of camp one time, like, I think my, like, tent mate already left. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, the last day waking up. So it was, like, six days of probably not showering once. And just, like, in the sleeping bag, in my underwear, and then just, like, groggily waking up and stepping out of my cot and then literally just a centipede falling out of my underwear and just, like, looking at it and just being like, fuck. Dude, there's (laughs) nothing. nothing has been worse. Nothing has even come close to being as fucking disgusting as that. So, like... I... I had a similar experience on a Boy Scout trip myself. I was there and I had left my shoes out front of the tent overnight. And we woke up in the morning groggily as always. You never get a good night's sleep on a tent next to your dad. I think it was a Cub Scout trip. Um, And uh, I I woke up and I went to go put my shoes on. When I put my shoes on, literally like a hundred baby spiders crawled up my leg out of the shoe. And I was, I fucking, it was, it was mortifying. 
Ooh. And that, but even then, I still maintained my allegiance to spiders. I was like, you know what? You're not so fucking bad. I also yeah. remember being in the uh, outhouse they had at that camp. There he is right now. Dude, I just saw it. Oh, my God. I literally saw it, dude. Holy shit, dude. I thought, something, <laughs> I thought something was crawling on my screen. That shit was big. That fruit fly is our first official guest in months <laughs> I know. on this podcast. <laughs> he cruised by, remember me? <laughs> you slow-ass motherfucker. <laughs> Unreal, bro. That oh fruit fly's God, got some balls. Dude. He knew I was going to do shit right Jesus. now. My reactions are way off. But, Damn, uh, dude. Yeah, dude. We just got photo bombed. We got pod bombed yeah, by a fruit by fly. A fucking fruit fly, dude. But spiders are one thing. Centipedes, I've never had a good experience with a centipede. Anytime no. I've ever seen a centipede. I, mean, I don't think a centipede's ever done anything to like hurt me. <laughs> but like I don't know. They you don't just know what look they're plotting, so bro. Fucked up. Anytime you see them, it just looks like a horror movie. It just the bug, yeah. doesn't make sense. The There's bugs, just so many fucking legs, and they yeah. look so creepy. It's like, bro, you literally have a hundred legs. It evolutionarily doesn't even make sense. Snakes do the same shit as you with no legs. Why yeah. do you need a hundred legs? It's crazy. It's like a fucked up way that they evolved. But I've never, anytime I've seen one, it always like, it just, it's it's like eerie. I don't like bugs that cross the 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 gene the the animal line any bug that can kill a regular animal it's off for me dude like i've dude, seen yeah. those bugs that catch mice and shit and i'm like dude no way like i was watching this video of a praying mantis catch a catch a lizard and eat mm-hmm. him the lizard was trying to eat him and then the fucking mantis got his ass because bugs dude i heard a story about ants eating a dog alive yeah it's crazy dude i think that was some type of like i remember hearing about this i think that was like some type of like native american torture that like when they would catch like the people like part of their like traumatizing thing they would do like the colonizers or whatever Mm -hmm. is they'd like catch you and tie you up and cover you in honey and throw you on an anthill and just let the ants eat you alive yeah i mean that's like uh whatever like uh rituals for like adulthood for men and like uh tribes down south and shit yeah they make you get they just like make you get stung by a bullet ant to your dick or some shit oh but the stings don't i don't the stings don't bother me as much as i think the thing that gets me about bugs more than any other creature is that bugs exist in a world that is non-sentient like, I don't think bugs feel pain or something. I don't think they feel pain. I'm pretty sure they don't. Yeah. Well, I don't think they have, like, self-consciousness. Or, like, they're all controlled by, <laughs> like, pheromones. dude. Very or, cocky. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I'm dumb. Uh, they don't have they don't have a they don't self-awareness. Have yeah, they don't have free will, they dude. They don't, dude. They're all getting controlled by queens, fucking armpit True. sweat and shit. Like, come True. on. True. True. Armpit sweat is a big one yeah, that controls they bugs. Fucking, they're all horny. Yeah. They just want to smell the queen's feet after she doesn't <laughs> wear socks. All bugs are foot guys. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Crazy. It's ridiculous. That's why they got so many of them. <laughs> they all have a hundred feet, dude. Can you imagine me a fucking foot guy as a centipede, dude? It's like scent picks. A hundred of them. 
<laughs> like, bro, I don't even know how that much data, dude. This one, like, come on, bro. <laughs> Just naming each one of the feet. <laughs> this one's Lucy. This Fucking one's Samantha. Foreplay as a centipede must be terrible, dude. Just sucking on each toe. Like, I'm never going to get to get it in, dude. This is ridiculous. <laughs> it just takes too long. <laughs> I'm not even halfway up your abdomen, your thorax yet. What is it? I'm not even halfway up your thorax. Can you even right? feel this? Do you have an exoskeleton? <laughs> I don't even have Do free bones will. bones have nerves? <laughs> and you're going to eat me after this, dude. You're going to fucking eat me after I do all this bullshit, dude. Male bugs are the biggest fucking cucks. Male, dude, they're I think simps, dude. They are simps, dude. They literally, they literally are like, I would die for you. Literally. And they get eaten. And it's like, do they know they're going to get eaten? No. But the female knows that she's going to eat him, you know? Like, bugs definitely don't have a sense of life and death. There's no way. In, but then again, they have an instinctual, an instinctive... I feel like bees do. Because dude, they bees. know that, like, they, they can only use their stinger once. They don't know So they, they like, do. avoid... I don't know. I feel like they kind of do. I feel like a bee's first reaction isn't a sting. A wasp's is because they know they got a couple in them. Dude, I feel like young kids don't even have a sense of life and death and understanding that you can die and a sense of mortality and teenage kids do all kinds of crazy shit because they don't think they can die. There's no way you're going to try to tell me that a fucking bee, a bug that evolved before ants. I'm pretty sure bees are pre-ant. And ants, to me, seem like the oldest bugs. The shorter the name, the older the bug. <laughs> That's how I It's like you, domain names, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you just got to keep three, getting longer. Three-letter domain names are all taken up. Yeah, that's now. how Mantis had to. They were like, oh, man, ants taken. <laughs> or I'll put an M up front. I-S after. Man.is. Whatever, dude. Um, But uh, what the fuck was I talking about? Yeah, I don't think that those animals, like cockroaches and shit, I don't think they have that. And I, like we were saying, they're not sentient. And so the way they eat each other is like brutal. They yeah. just fucking like tear each other apart and when you see a mantis catch like a a mouse or something that is sentient that can feel yeah. pain and they just start like digging their face into like whatever they can get a hold of just eat you hand first can you yeah. imagine getting eaten I mean, hand they, first they know fucking they know to go for the fucking necks though i've seen those videos too like i saw a mantis take it down like a frog and he just like straight up decapitated it just ah. slowly but surely but just like pinching 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 its way across Oh. It's crazy. There, it's just, it, just. I mean, they the, know to do that, you know. Yeah, yeah. There are certain. I mean, things. even like dogs, fucking. They'd go for vital part, like like any. I feel like any animal, for whatever, like however they figure it out, they know how to go. If they, it's like a life or death thing, they go for a fucking eye or mm -hmm. a neck or a fucking groin or I don't know. Hmm. I will say this. I think that there's a certain thing to be said for like a baby knows when he's hungry. Like a baby knows. And like when you're a kid, before you even know what sex is, I just remember like one day I was thinking about this. I was like, when did I just decide to start like jerking off or like anything that I was doing as a kid, it just like happens. Like all of a sudden one day you wake up and you just get this like weird urge that you've never felt before. Like I was saying, I was like, dude, do you realize that for the first 12 years of your life, you didn't jerk off once ever, yeah. every well, I day. Mean, you kind of like, you do shit where it's like, oh, this feels 
good, but I don't know yeah. why. Yeah. Now, I don't know what part of this is making it feel good. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to take a while to figure that out. But you and then were... you like overhear someone mm. be like, dude, yeah, just fucking beat off. <laughs> just fucking like, beat off. It's that dude. easy. Okay. <laughs> but bugs don't overhear shit from other bugs, dude. They're not like, dude, you got to yeah, fucking do that. smell it, dude. Dude, ants don't even have, like you said, how can, okay, let me ask you this, Eric. Let me ask you this. Bug expert. Bug bug <laughs> expert Jimmy Selesky, dude. No, I'm the bug expert, dude. All I right, got the dude. glasses here. Come on. All right, dude. And I'm the skeptic. I'm the one who's, I'm a fucking journalist. I'm like, all right, bug expert. Let me ask you this. How can an animal that lacks free will or self-awareness have a concept of life and death or how to eat something consciously? Are you trying to tell me that <laughs> simps can't do those things either? Because we've already established that ants are simps. We have established that ants are simps. And simps are ants. Okay. okay. So I want to hear your argument against that. I think that a simp is someone who is controlled by their urges for let's say a female because she's beautiful and they are so controlled by their urges of lust and uh, another really good word that I could say right now that I can't think of <laughs> infatuation infatuation correct one point goes to <laughs> team Selesky word expert Jimmy Selesky <laughs> the thesaurus uh, <laughs> Jimmy the thesaurus <laughs> Jimmy the thesaurus Seleski, bro. <laughs> they are so controlled by these urges that their instinctual overrides their self-awareness of how much of a simp they're being. So they allow themselves to just do shit that is embarrassing and cringy and emasculating and demoralizing because they are controlled by their uh, bug brain. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for using the scientific terms <laughs> i had to look in my fucking book <laughs> bug brain got it <laughs> and so what you're seeing what you're witnessing in a bug is that same process they are driven by instincts with no control or self-awareness for what they're doing which like I'm saying, no man in his right mind would allow himself to be eaten by a chick the second after they fuck. What what man would do that? I'm sure there's a couple. I'm sure there's, yeah. I'm sure there's Come some on. king <laughs> simps, dude. Please. But the ultimate form of a simp is a cuck. And even most cucks wouldn't even do that, dude. Yeah. That's true. Maybe like one. I think it would go lighter real know. quick, by the way. One second. Yeah, dude. dude, I think I got your fruit fly. A fruit fly came onto my monitor now. There's just, it's unfair. I don't know what sort of magic you used, but now I'm experiencing your fruit fly. <laughs> it's on my screen. I hope that this fruit fly is taken in because I have, we have now taken this podcast to a point where we've spent the past 15 minutes shitting on bugs. And I'm glad we are. <laughs> 
Dude, I had a little, I, I saw like one or two roaches in my apartment. So I was doing a bunch of YouTube research on how to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. So I put some traps out, but like the two that I saw, I killed. Cause I was like, fucking get the fuck out of here. But, uh, one of them I killed like too good. Mm-hmm. And I literally smashed it so good, it made the loudest pop I've ever heard. Oh. Like, it sounded like a firecracker went off. Yeah, dude. It was dude. unreal. It's an exoskeleton, bro. It was crazy. But I, I I, put some traps out, and then I I got one of those, like, I don't think they even work, but it was one of those things you plug in the wall that sends out waves to keep bugs away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I haven't seen one waves. since. So, like, it might work. But you're also saying you the sent company, a message. I, I sent a message. It just sends out electronic waves that only bugs can hear. And it says, hey, get out of here. <laughs> it says it in whatever d- respective language they speak. Yeah. Cockroach Cockroachian. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but I got something in the mail today from the company I bought that bug speaker from. <laughs> My bug Bluetooth speaker <laughs> that just plays bug rock music. And I have a bug bunch rock. of uptight conservative cockroaches that I'm trying to kick out of my apartment. If it's too loud, you're too old, bro. <laughs> Fuck conservative cockroaches sitting there, dude. <laughs> but, um... I so I got a thing in the mail from that company and I was like, "Hey, if you write a good Amazon review and send proof to this email, we'll send you $30 on Amazon." Proof of what? That you uh, had that success. I put a good review. Oh, true. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. So I thought you had to prove that you killed cockroaches. No, no. <laughs> but but like but uh the thing was like 30 bucks. So like I guess they're just like paying me off Mm. or like, but also that it like, so like how many reviews on Amazon are that? Because I got that because it was like the best reviewed thing. Yeah. So like how many of them are getting their money back for just putting a free review? And also how's this company making money if they're doing this? And it's like, what else is this bug speaker doing? (laughs) probably what they're doing is and if i was a bug speaker businessman i would say Uh, guys i was the ceo of bug bows (laughs) bug (laughs) bows i would say guys we have this product right it's a product that no one's heard of before no one's ever heard of a bug bows. No one's ever heard of getting rid of bugs via sound waves. I think people have. Because I even remember like my parents having one of these things. That's what made me look into it. Okay, let me it's just like that. It's just a little plug-in device. It looks like, you know, it's kind of the size of a mouse. And like, it just plugs in. And then it has like a little speaker on the front. <laughs> and then it has three levels of loudness. That you can crank to keep bugs away. Okay, let me rephrase my previous hypothesis. And dude, I haven't been seeing any bugs. So, But I also do want my 30 bucks back. Exactly. If I'm the CEO of Bug Bows, I'm going, okay, maybe people have heard of this technology, but no one knows really how it works or 
how much it should cost because it's such an esoteric product. Like I know how much a cheeseburger costs. I know how much a phone should cost. I know how much a drink at a bar should cost. But if you were to ask me right now, prior to telling me this story, how much a bug repellent Bluetooth speaker would cost, I would have no concept of that. And so I think what they're probably doing is taking a product that could probably be produced for under $5 with parts and labor, if they're mass producing it, selling it for twice the amount that it, they would actually have to sell it at because people don't know the difference. If I see something that's 30 bucks and I'm like, okay, I would pay 30 bucks to get rid of my roaches. That's cool. I'll pay that. Then everybody goes to the website and they buy it from Amazon for 30 bucks. And then they have this deal that says, hey, even if you didn't like it, we'll give you 30 bucks. We'll refund you in full to leave us a good review on our Amazon page so that more people buy this product. And they know that statistically, if something's only 30 bucks, there's only a certain amount of people that are going to go through the effort of doing that to get their money back. There's also a certain amount of people, placebo effect, that will probably think that their bug solution is being remedied by the speaker. So they might be going, I feel like I've seen less roaches. I feel like it might be working. I mean, it's only 30 bucks. Exactly. So they're going, look, worst case scenario, we... We sell this product for way more than it's worth, and then we have to refund it. But for every one person that writes a good review and gets their money back, there's going to be, let's say, three people that just eat it and take it. And also, even that one person that did get their money back still gave us a good review on Amazon, so that's going to be five more people that read that review and go, I'll get this too. So they're working the odds right now, dude. They're literally probably selling a product that does nothing. Nothing. I don't know, dude. I think That's what I would do. For me. They're selling holy I water. I want to believe bro. it's working for me. You want to believe it, dude? Because you don't want to believe that you got gypped by bug bows, dude. Because that's Go not ahead. a good story. Let me just read this ad read real quick. Live from the studio is brought to you by bug bows. <laughs> if you got bugs, you got no hose. Bug, bug bows knows. on Amazon. (laughs) The highest quality, (laughs) best hits of the 80s for cockroaches. (laughs) All you'll have, you'll get rid of all the conservative cockroaches, and all you're going to have is a bunch of chill, young, hip, liberal cockroaches that are like, hey man, I just feel like, you know, like we're all living here, bro. Like, Maybe I should be able to eat your crumbs, dude. Like, you know, that's just what I'm thinking. And that's what you're dealing with, dude. You're dealing with hippie hippie roaches right now, dude. Yeah, dude. They're protesting on Fucking literally right smoking roaches in your room. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I think I got rid of the pro- I think I nipped it in the bud. I hope I so, I dude. Got, I think I got it taken care of. Why don't you just go for the old school raid, bro? Raid them. Because I don't, I don't know. I don't want that... Sitting around my apartment and shit. Mm. Just like poison on my floor that I'm just true. walking on and shit. True, true, true. Yeah, but I haven't, I, yeah, that was a couple weeks ago now. And then that letter came in the mail like yesterday. Dude, I'll tell you why I, I, I said that theory and why I'm coming at it from such a pessimistic, pessimistic <laughs> angle. 
And the reason is because I had a similar... I bought a bug buzz. <laughs> it didn't work. I'm, I'm listening to it right now, dude. <laughs> These are the worst songs ever. <laughs> I'm going to leave my apartment, dude. This bug boat is going to make me leave my apartment. <laughs> it just plays music that no one likes and everybody leaves. <laughs> Fucking Liza Manilli. Hell yeah. Enya. Just Who can't say where the time goes? Cockroach versions of bad songs. <laughs> Papa Cockroach. <laughs> the Papa hits. Co- <laughs> Instead of kids bop, cock bop, dude. <laughs> a lot of sales for unsuspecting people. Oh, this is a bug repellent? <laughs> Just in multiple. Like, you know when you go on a song on Spotify and it shows what playlists people put it in? <laughs> multiple just fucking sex playlists with bug repellent music in it. <laughs> Oh man, I got Dude, something. Fucking, so Spotify has been doing something weird, where like they have this like daily playlist, but they'll like throw in like NPR and shit. They'll throw in like tiny clips of like news articles and shit. So I can't imagine just like throwing on your like Spotify to like bang, and then <laughs> mid foreplay, just like I'm Susan Jones, and today in Darfur, thirty militants got shot. By the police. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> come September, fucking Rogan just comes on. <laughs> yeah, man, it's a crazy time. Joe Rogan podcast, check it out. <laughs> you time the strokes to the intro music. Bum 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 bum. I'm so used to jerking off dry to this, and I just came instantly. Like, dude, I cut Joe Rogan off for one reason, one thing only. To jerk off into a condom. To set the mood. <laughs> set the mood. <laughs> dude, I got something from Uber Eats over the weekend. I got McDonald's. And this is what I'm talking about. This shitty business model that people have. So, and I might be wrong in this one. I feel like this is a rant that I might be wrong in, but it's what I feel. I got a McChicken, a fillet of fish. Uh, every time I every time I'm drunk and I get McDonald's, I get the full every type of animal that I can get from McDonald's. <laughs> I get a Big Mac, just the sandwich. I get a double quarter pounder with cheese, large meal with the fries and Diet Coke, honey mustard dipping sauce, and then I get a McChicken, and then I get a fillet of fish. So I've covered everything. Every type of meat you can get there. I get it. And then I ordered a couple other things for the people I was with. And uh, <laughs> that was all for me, but. <laughs> yeah, it was literally all for me. And I was like, what do you want? They were like, I'll take it. Some nuggets. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> and. Uh, all right, cool. Wait, can I have some too? <laughs> <laughs> so I place the order and it gets there. Of course, they give you like the latest, their like latest possible delivery time. And it was like two twenty, and then you just watch the, the clock. Two twenty comes by. They're like, yeah. "Your order is delayed." Yeah, and they just scoot it up and scoot it up. So you wind up getting it like thirty minutes past their worst case scenario, which you've come to expect. It's fine. That's the perfect example of supply and demand. Late night food is you only have so many options. 
There's only so many places they're willing to deliver to your drunk ass, even if they yeah, were. There's open. only so many drivers out and exactly. about. Exactly. So you want food, bro? You're going to deal with it. Nobody would tolerate that at 3 p.m. on a Tuesday, getting a two-hour late delivery. But for some reason, when you're hammered at 2 a.m., you're like, "All right, fine, whatever. I'll I'll deal with it because I have no choice." So Especially they know with that fast food. Yeah, exactly. It's like, dude, where are you ordering from? So I get the order, and I have everything but the McChicken. And the whole time I was making this joke, I was like, I know for a fact that when I order from Uber Eats, there is, I would bet, I would literally bet my life at any given juncture, on any given circumstance, when I order McDonald's, Uber Eats, past 1 a.m., that there is no chance that I'm getting everything I ordered. I just know that. There's going to be something not there. It's just the way it is. And so... I get it, and of course, it's missing the McChicken. Now, that's why I order so much at night, because I know I'm only going to get a certain percentage of it. So I order every possible thing I can think of, and then just see what they bring me. And then, and I didn't realize you could do this, but if you don't get something in your order, you can go into like the help section, and it'll just say, and here's how I know that they know this happens. It's so streamlined. You go there and it's like, what's the problem? And it's like the first option is like, I didn't get everything in my order. An item was missing or something like that. Yeah. You click on it and then it immediately pulls up a list of your order. And then you just check the box of whatever you didn't get. And there's no like verification of it. They don't check. So like literally you could really, if you wanted to, you could just say you didn't get like a bunch of shit and get a refund for all of it. Um, but I just clicked the McChicken. And so they, I clicked it and then immediately... $1.93 was refunded to my account. Justice. Justice. Justice was served. But then I was thinking, and I was like, and this is where I feel like I might be wrong. Because there's a part of me that feels like if you order food from a place and you spend money and you tip based off of that and you pay taxes based off of that, that when you don't get an item, there's a certain like inconvenience level to that as well. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I wanted this thing. I ordered it. I waited two hours for it. And then when it came, it wasn't there. And so the next morning when I'm hungover, I wake up and be like, oh, by the way, I didn't get that McChicken. And they're like, all right, fine. We'll refund you that exact amount. And it's like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the boomer in me. But part of me feels like it's not enough. It's like, it's like, dude, they're so used to fucking shit up that they just say like, all right, we know people aren't going to get shit. We're not even going to bother checking that you got your shit because we know everyone never gets shit. And so instead of like making our company better at doing this, we'll just do this instead, which again, isn't a problem. Like I got my $1.93 back, but I guess the moral of this story that I'm getting at is that there are certain companies that instead of no, instead of addressing the issue and being like, okay, this is our weak spot and this is how we have to fix it, there's other companies that are just like, look, we suck. We know we're going to suck, but also we're your only fucking option. So order whatever you want. You'll get what we give you and then we'll just refund you the difference. No problem. Yeah. It takes three seconds. And I can kind of respect that, but... That's what I think this Bug Bose company is doing, dude. 
They're just looking at it and going, look, why would we waste our fucking time making a product <laughs> that works? That's ridiculous. Why would we waste our time coming up with bug repellent music technology? Something that I've never even heard of. Why would we do that when we could just simply sell a product that really doesn't actually do that, but we're going to make money anyway. That's what Uber Eats does. Dude, there's no fucking chance. That's why I don't know if Uber Eats is ever going to take over in the delivery world because... And this is why I say this, because this hits close to home with me, because I've been a delivery driver for the past three months now. If I go on a, on a delivery and I don't bring something, like I forget a drink or something like that, I have to go back to the store, no matter how far the delivery was, no matter how far the delivery was, I have to go back to the store, grab it, and drive it back to them. Because there's a certain sense of pride in the company that says this is what you wanted this is what you ordered and this is what you paid us for and it's our job to satisfy that yeah, you wanted this for but lunch but it wasn't McDonald's that forgot your McChicken oh I know so it there's, was Uber there's like a disconnect so like but there's there's not like they can't just I mean I guess they could but they're not just gonna have a dude go back and get one McChicken yeah I know I know, but that's if what I'm it was McDonald's at. doing it, then there might be a thing where it's like, ah, oh, fuck, here you go, we'll bring you a new McChicken. But I think there's just like a a level of disconnect where, yeah, I don't know. Well, well I don't there's, know how there's, much more they could be doing. There's three degrees of disconnect you're dealing with when you order an Uber Eats thing, and that's why I'm never confident. The first degree is whoever is ordering it on their phone. So everybody's sitting drunk in a room. Somebody go, like, yo, Jimmy, what you want? I'm like, oh, let me get a McChicken. Uh, filet fish, Big Mac sandwich, double quarter pound of cheese, large meal with Diet Coke. And then whatever drunk asshole is typing it in their phone is like, uh, uh, and types it in. So Diet Coke, what uh, else Di- do you want? <laughs> you said McFlurry, what? And then, so you're dealing with that. Then it goes to McDonald's, which is a whole other level of disconnect at 2 a.m. when you're dealing at McDonald's at 2 a.m., which is people that don't want to be there, understandably, who are sitting there looking at some drunk guy's order and going, whatever, just throw in the fucking bag. So now you're at two degrees of disconnect. Then you go to the Uber driver who goes to pick it up, who you would think at a regular delivery company like myself, before I leave the store with the delivery, I make sure that everything is in the bag. I check the bag. I check to make sure all the drinks are there. I check to make sure the pizza toppings are right. I do all that because I know that if I show up to the house and it's not right, I'm going to have to drive back and drive back again. So there's a level of responsibility that I have there. And so, but with Uber, it's like now you have three different dudes that don't give a fuck. One's your drunk friend. The other guy's the the employee at McDonald's, and the other guy's the Uber driver who doesn't want to. No, no, none of which want to be doing this right now. And then by the time it gets to you, it's done. So I feel like I don't think that Uber Eats is ever going to take out the store delivery driver. Yeah, I don't think so. But I could be wrong. I think you're fucked, dude. Well, I'm not doing that shit anymore anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. But yeah, I think I'm, I think I put in my last week. I think I'm just finishing out June and then I'm good to go. Really? Even though I don't know if I'm still eligible for unemployment because I was a day late on my weekly certification this past week. 
Yeah. And I don't know if that makes me... My brother literally went over one week. Like, he, like, worked too many hours. And I, mm-hmm. he was like, oh, should I just, like, lie and say I made under? Because he only made, like, $20 more. And uh, that $20 more was the difference between getting 600 or nothing. Yeah. So he was like, should I just say I made $20 less? And I was like, well, in your situation... Ruth's Chris and Seasons, both companies that you're working for, track you on W-2 and shit like that. So it's like, if you put it in, and they can easily trace that and be like, no, well, yeah, we're looking if they at your pay stub it, right then now. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. So I was like, Dom, just bite the bullet this week. Like, I missed four weeks. I told everybody about, I missed four weeks in the beginning because I didn't realize that was how it worked. And uh, I just had to eat it, you know? I just had to take it, you know? Because um, I didn't know at the time. So I was like, just bite the bullet. So he he put in that he made more that one week, and then he got a letter in the mail two days later that said his unemployment was canceled. Damn. So now he just is off of it. And I was like, what the fuck? And so now I'm worried that because I was a day late on my weekly certification this past week that they're just going to boot me off. I don't think so. I mean, just like, dude, this week's right now. You know? True. Yeah, I should do it right now before they boot me off so i can at least get this next coming week yeah but uh yeah i've been sick to my stomach about that all day too it's been stressing me out but i i I called them and then i they now have that thing that we were talking about before where you can like tell them to call you back and leave your number Mm -hmm. but then like they still don't call you (laughs) so like i left my number i listened to a robot talk to me for literally probably 10 minutes that thing talks to you and then finally it's like and then at the very end, it's like, oh, by the way, we can't take a call right now. I'm like, oh, motherfuck. <laughs> I thought I was on hold this whole time listening to you talk to me. And then at the end, they're like, oh, yeah, but also, yeah, no. So do you want to leave your number? You don't lose your spot in the queue. And I was like, fine, I'll type in my number. So I type in my number thinking I would get a call in the next four hours of some sort. And I had my phone on like non-silent, which I never do, which I feel like nobody our age does, which is like have a ringtone. Again, I haven't done that since high school. Mm-hmm. and uh never got yeah, a call dude ringtones are crazy i remember like the funniest thing that i did as a kid me and my brother changed my mom's ringtone to like candy shop by little wayne and she just didn't know how to change it to not have that as her ringtone it was beautiful <laughs> that was i wouldn't like- even know how to do that now that was back when you bought ringtones. Yeah, I don't think that's a thing anymore. I don't think people have ringtones. I don't know anybody that their phone... iPhone users... I don't know users, anyone with a custom ringtone. I think iPhone users, and this is something that annoys me about them, is they do have the sound for texts. They have that like... Vroom, vroom. Yeah. And I'm like, why do you have that, bro? Sometimes it makes me think that they want you to know that you have an iPhone or something like that. I think it's, it's like, like, I don't know, like, do they just want you to know you're getting, like, I'm getting text right now. I'm getting Because, like, you, you turn that on. Like, there's a yeah. little switch on the side of your phone that's like, do you want it to play the loudest fucking sounds all the time? And I usually have that turned off. <laughs> yeah, obviously, dude. <laughs> the vibration's enough. I don't really also, even have, the only thing that makes noise on my phone is my alarm. Yeah. And like that's how my, it should be. My phone just vibrates for everything else. Yeah. Alarm or if I'm watching a video. That's the only time my speakers ever get put to work. Yeah. You know? And uh, yeah, I just don't, I don't understand that. Cause, cause I think it's like this for me. I also like, if I'm not looking at my phone, like a text message, like I'll look at my phone and see, I got a text message. I don't need to know in that very instant that I got a text message, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I don't want to like burden myself with that responsibility. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. There was a one thing that happened to me this week that I thought was uh, well, actually, everybody knows about this. The whole it happened right after we finished the live stream last week. Uh, the whole Uzo Bay controversy thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw that. That was interesting. Did you watch the video ever? I did. Pretty damning. Mm-hmm. Damning is the word. And uh, I will say the one thing about that was that manager was like the worst at dealing with that situation I've ever seen in yeah. my life. Like he, it was he must like, have missed the uh, the Zoom meeting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How to deal with racial accusations? He like <laughs> like he was like doing everything that would make you think that like it was what it was. Like he was like, I'm sorry that you feel this way. Yeah, it's like I oh, understand no. that you're upset. <laughs> it's like, dude, what are you doing, bro? It was so stupid. Yeah. And so I play for them, and uh, I got this uh, email. I actually got a Facebook message a long Facebook message from this dude that I'd never met before, but he's like a classical musician that plays there because Atlas has like a bunch of different locations and they have a bunch of different performers that play there. And some of the like classier ones don't have dudes like me who drink and play Matchbox 20. They have dudes that play like the cello and shit and stuff like that. So this guy messaged me and was like, we need to do something about this, blah, 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 blah. And he started this Facebook group, this private Facebook group. Mm -hmm. And he invited like all the musicians to. And uh, I went to it, and not really much was going on. I think everybody was kind of tepid a little bit. That he was like, "We didn't, we didn't invite corporate. We didn't invite anybody that works there. We just like this is just musicians, blah blah blah." And uh, I went to it, and I just kind of let it sit for a bit because I was thinking like, mm -hmm. "I'm gonna see if anybody's like actually discussing anything right now." Because I don't want to be like the first person to say something, and then just get fucking like I I just didn't I wanted to see what the vibe was within the group you know what I mean mm -hmm. and it looked like it was just mainly these two guys that are kind of running it and they drafted up this petition of sorts that uh it was just it was kind of it was like I wanted to be behind what they were saying but at the same time it like I I didn't sign it I didn't sign mm -hmm. it because it was like it, it, they took it to this level that was like beyond what I thought was appropriate because I'll be honest, I, my personal experience playing there and this isn't because of anything money related. If I never play there again, that'll be fine. It has nothing to do with money related, but I, I've played there in the past where, uh, my cousin came to go see me play at Chop Tank. My cousin, Joe, actually, I don't know which cousin it was, because I didn't recognize the number, but he was like, yo, it's your cousin. I'm coming to see you play. He had the mask on, you couldn't tell. Yeah. This was actually, this was actually, I think, uh, last fall, he came to see me at Chop Tech. Okay, yeah, yeah. And he walked up to the door, and he texted me, right? I was like, they wouldn't let me in, because they said I was wearing these boots or something like that. And I was like, ah, oh, what the fuck? He was like, yeah, man, I told him I was trying to see you, but they were like, nah, I can't come in, because I'm wearing these boots. Like, that's so stupid. And I was like, ah, yeah, but you know, that's their policy or whatever. And then... Also, myself personally, I played there at Lock Bar in, actually, I was playing with Joe, the other guy in my band. We played during the Ravens playoff game, during the Ravens-Titans playoff game this past January, and I showed up in a jersey, a Ravens jersey, which kind of makes sense, you know, obviously. And uh, they told me I had to take it off in order to perform, and I was a performer. Mm -hmm. And so, I've had the dress code affect me, I've had the dress code affect people around me. Um... 
it was never my interpretation that it was done so in a racial manner. I will say that I spoke about how the Zoom meeting that we did the past week where we had to do that one hour Zoom meeting or whatever. And, and this person got on, they told us all this shit they were going to do and all these precautions and policies that we had to follow and everything like that. And then I showed up to, and I was nervous about it. I told her, I was like literally nervous to play that gig because I was so scared that I was going to fuck something up because it seemed like it was me so strict. And then I showed up and virtually, I mean, they, they, they abided by precautions, but it was like all the same precautions that every restaurant goes by, like, Mm -hmm. except for the fact that they checked our temperature at the door. (laughs) <laughs> that was like the one thing that they did differently. Everything else was like pretty much normal. Like, yeah, people like the servers wore masks. The customers had to wear a mask if they got it from their table. But if they were sitting at the table, it was fine. But like all the other shit that they were saying, like performers might have to wear gloves or maybe even wear masks when they're singing. It was like none of that shit came into effect. And so it was like all these policies that were not followed, basically. And so when I first saw that video at Uzo Bay my immediate thought was like, damn, first of all, it was like, so because the manager handled it so poorly, it really did make it look like that was what was going on. But I, and, and, and I'm not saying that that's not what's going on. I'm just saying, I don't personally believe in my experience working for them that that's, that they were literally like, oh, well, this is a black family. We're not letting them in. I I just, I have a hard time believing that, especially considering that I play at a location like Lock Bar where over sometimes more than half of the clientele in there are black. It would be it would be hard for me to imagine that this rest, this restaurant group is actively discriminating against black people. Meanwhile, when I play at a lot of their locations, it's predominantly black. You know, it's just it's just a weird it's like a weird cognitive thing for me. Um, yeah. What I would say, and what I think happens, and I think part of the issue is, is that because I worked in restaurants for a long time. And I work in restaurants as as I worked in restaurants as a server and a bartender for a long time. And I work in restaurants now five, six days a week as a performer. So I'm familiar with the culture and the bartenders and how everybody works and things like that. And to me, when I saw that video, I immediately thought one family walks in and you walk in and there's some 22 year old hostess at the stand texting, something like that. Let's say the white family walks in, 22-year-old hostess sitting in the stand texting, blah, 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 blah. And uh, she looks up and says, oh, yeah, oh, you guys have a reservation? Okay, cool. Okay, yeah, your table's right this way. And she's mid-talking to some fuckboy on her phone and walks over, takes him to the table, sits him down. She doesn't give a fuck about the dress code. She's not enforcing it. Then you, another family walks in and perhaps they get set by a manager who does enforce a dress code. Now you're dealing with somebody who, because not everybody, the same way that they didn't enforce the COVID policies, these dress code policies are only as strong as the people enforcing them. So what happens is you walk in, one person gets sat by a person who doesn't give a flying fuck. Like I worked in bars for how long and didn't even card people because I didn't give a shit. Yeah. Even though that was the same thing at the movie theater. It was like they had somewhat of a dress code or like they had, whatever rules of letting people in or like not having bags or whatever. But like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if, if I saw someone and they weren't observing the dress code, but like I could tell that it's like, Oh no, there's just like a dude that wants to see a movie. Yeah. I'm not going to fucking be a dick. Cause it's like at that, cause like, you know, you're just losing money by turning away like a good customer. Mm -hmm. And and that's, it's also a thing too, where it's like, it's a fucking kid. Yeah. It's a kid. No. Who cares? Like kids aren't 
don't have fucking suits and shit. <laughs> like, you didn't just take the baby to Lacoste on a shopping mm-hmm. tri- like trip for fucking COVID clothes. Like, come yeah. on. Who well, cares? that's that's. The I thing. think I think dress codes are gonna severely change after COVID. I think, especially me, but I know a lot of other people are getting very comfortable just living in track pants. Yeah, exactly. I've worn gym shorts to the bars like most nights. I don't even care yeah. anymore. I used to actually like focus on like, okay, do I look semi presentable? I don't even care anymore. It used to be just jeans all day, every day. Yeah, yeah. No matter what. Well. The issue that I guess I'm getting at is is that if you're going to be a restaurant that's going to enforce a dress code, and like you said, the, the movie theater had a dress code. Places that I've worked at had dress codes. They had certain standards that they expected you to adhere to if you wanted to patronize that establishment. But then again, there's all, but then you also have people like you and me who use our own discretion. And so we're like, ah, it's a fucking kid. Am I really going to make a scene? They're obviously out for a family breakfast. Like, I'm not going to make a deal because a kid's wearing gym shorts, you know? But another guy working on that shift, the fucking do gooder manager who's like, we do everything, blah, 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 he might enforce that rule. And then all of a sudden, but obviously he didn't. Like, or maybe he wasn't around when that other kid got let in. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I don't know. Because, it's just well, like, I think at the end of the day, it's just a fucking bad look. It's That's what I'm saying. It's a bad look, but I don't, I really don't, but, I'll, I'll, look, if I believed that Atlas was a racist and establishment, to, I wouldn't play yeah, there. And to be clear, like, this is probably, it all comes down on this one dude. I don't think he's upholding any sort of strict guidelines from the restaurant to be like, do not let black children in. Of course <laughs> like, not. Of course not. I think I think this dude just had a weird fucking. He just had a bad read. Yeah. Of the situation. He clearly had a bad read. He had a bad read of the situation. He had a bad read on how but to handle the situation. Like, yeah. But also, like, I don't know. Should that guy be in charge of those calls? I don't know. Well, he's fired. He's been fired. Yeah. And like, you know, he was at first suspended indefinitely, but then he was fired. And I I, like, look, I feel bad for that guy because I don't think he's a bad dude either. I just think he was doing what he thought was his job, but he did it poorly. He did it poorly. If you're in that situation, like if that was myself personally and I decided I want to enforce a dress code, which I probably wouldn't have in that situation, but let's say I was like a corporate like do-gooder and I decided to enforce a dress code and then they immediately point out there's another family and they're not abiding by the dress code, I'd have been like, oh shit, you're right. You know what? I didn't even see that. I didn't even seat that table. I'm so sorry about that. You know what? We'll make an exception this time. How about you have a seat over here? We got a table for you over here. Something like that to make it feel like, because in the alter, the alternative to that was literally him looking over there, seeing that there was a white family in there that wasn't abiding by a dress code and then maintaining that, but also, and then trying to say like, well, it's, it's the socks or it's, it's like, dude, you already know that you fucked up, that somebody in that chain of command fucked up and allowed somebody else to slide. And now it looks like something that is not only a terrible look for you, but a terrible look for the corporation and a good manager should know how to handle that. And that guy did an awful fucking job of handling it. But the, the thing that we're supposed to, uh, extrapolate from that or take from that as a broad narrative is that Atlas restaurant groups is actively training people to discriminate against certain races of people. And I really, I really honestly don't believe that because like I said, if I believe that I wouldn't play there. I wouldn't. And that's what kind of frustrated me about a lot of the musicians that drafted that petition was like, dude, if you really believe this is a racist, hateful establishment, why do you continue cashing your checks here? 
Like, why are you willing to draft up this petition, but you're not willing to take a hit to your own pocket? You'll continue to play there every your residency every Wednesday night because it's a good payout. But mm. then you want to go on there and make up some petition and act like you're a do-gooder, even though you're part of the system. I wouldn't participate in that system if that's what I thought they were doing. And that's what kind of annoyed me. I and they and in that petition they were saying like we want you to abolish dress codes, which is another thing I don't agree with. I think that I think I I personally if you're going to have a dress code, the only thing I would say is you need to make sure that you enforce the fuck out of that. So there's no question on if this person might be able to slide with it or that person might be able to slide because, oh, yeah, he works next door. We're all cool with him. We all party with him after where he can come in in this thing, but like nobody else can. If you're going to have a dress code, you need to make sure you need to make that a primary thing in training that I don't give a fuck if it's your grandmother. If she's not wearing what the fuck you need to wear to get in here, she's not getting in here. Because I think that's an important aspect of maintaining a certain ambiance in a restaurant. You know, when I show up to a restaurant and somebody says, dude, you need to take off that jersey. I don't go, well, this is fucking bullshit. I go, okay, well, yeah, okay, clearly you have rules and I'm trying to eat here. And if I want to eat here, I need to play by your rules. That makes sense to me. And that's a good thing if you're trying to maintain an ambiance. My brother works at Roos Chris and he's he and about, I think, four or five other servers all submitted their resignation this week because that restaurant stopped abiding by the dress codes. They stopped enforcing their rules and it caused this environment where like now people go to certain restaurants expecting a certain type of environment. If I go out to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse and take my 16-year-old daughter out for dinner for graduation, I expect a certain type of environment. I'm paying a bunch of money. I want to see people that, I want to feel like I'm in an environment that is worth that money when I'm paying $60 for a steak. I don't want people in there with ripped jeans and hats and shit like that. I get that. And when I was younger, I didn't really quite understand that. Um, it was just, and the other thing that I will say in Atlas's defense, again, this, this isn't me. I, like I said, if I never play there, I've only been playing there the past year. This is just my personal opinion. I think that uh, the thing that frustrates me as much as can be said about that restaurant group, they are a corporation that is investing in this city. And there's not a lot of corporations that are willing to do that. There's not a lot of big businesses that are coming in and building things up and bringing people in the way they are doing it. And it's kind of frustrating to see that it seems like all they ever get is flack. I get that they do things that are fucked up, that that's appear fucked up or they don't, they don't, they're not consistent with the rules and things like that. But for me to have signed that petition and basically said like, this is a bad organization. We don't agree with its policies. You need to abolish address codes. You need to do all this stuff. I was like, dude, I wish that you could have made this petition less about like you and your own personal shit that you want to like voice out because you're trying to fucking make yourself seem like this awesome dude and instead just draft up a thing that's reasonable. Like, hey, dude, we respect your policies, but like you need to get on top of your fucking game if you're going to have them. Because if you're going to have a dress code like that and enforce it, you need to fucking enforce it. I don't know. Yeah. That's just my opinion. No, that's real. I mean, is that what you got? What did you think from that whole situation? I mean, yeah, I mean, kind of just what I was saying earlier, where it's like, I don't think this was, I don't think he maliciously was like, from direct orders from his manager at the restaurant, like, Mm -hmm. do not, under any circumstances, let little black boys or girls (laughs) into the restaurant and spend their money on our food. Mm -hmm. We don't want to make any money off of black children. (laughs) I think this dude 
goody two shoe manager, maybe he was looking for some extra brownie points and was like, what can I fucking do today? There's a light load. I'm going to be on my P's and Q's and I'm going to just be strict about every fucking little thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe some server called in sick or whatever. And he's like, fuck, mm-hmm. now we're down with someone. And he's pissed off. And he's like, let me get my aggression out by being a fucking power hungry dude. Yeah. I just think, I don't know. I mean, it definitely would have been a different thing if that other kid in there wasn't there. If that other kid leaving the table with the basketball shorts wasn't there, I don't think yeah. there would have been an issue. But, like, it's just fucking plain as day. Yeah, it was the perfect cocktail of everything that could go wrong. It's like it wrong looked staged. Like, it, yeah. it almost looked staged. That's, like, how fucking bad it was. Yeah, it was, yeah. Well, I did have that thought, and then I was like, ah, probably not. That would be too big of a conspiracy. I don't think it was staged. But it did, it was that ridiculous that I was like, holy shit. But, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it just that was just a pressing thing that I saw happen this week that I thought was just very unfortunate, very unfortunate because mm-hmm. I I think that you know this might be a controversial statement, but uh, I think that they are a net positive for the city. Mm-hmm. I really do, I really do. Yeah, and I mean, I've had like food at one of their restaurants. It was good. Yeah. Like, they're doing good things for the Baltimore food scene. I think, um, I mean, but they're they're the big dog right now. And everyone's going to be coming for the big dog. Yeah. No matter what. That's just what happens when you're the big dog. And that's, that. I mean, there's nothing that explains Baltimore better than me. I remember Ace Matthews is on the podcast, one of our first podcasts, episode 22. Mm-hmm. And she said, this city is like crabs in a bucket. Whoever is, everyone's fighting to get to the top of the bucket, but we're all getting eaten. And that's what I see going on here. It's frustrating. It's frustrating, dude. So hopefully, uh, you know, they had this like they and here's the other thing that pissed me off. They they pushed it and they were like, okay, we're going to have this like round table and it's going to be Tuesday at 2 p.m. where we're going to invite all the musicians who want to come in and voice their concerns and this, that, the other thing. And uh, I was actually really heavily considering going and just kind of saying what I said here, you know, even though I felt like anybody who cared enough to go was obviously going to disagree with me. Cause I feel like anybody who, I feel like most people kind of sit where we're sitting with the whole thing. And they would just looked at that and been most people that I play with. Cause they, that petition, like a lot of the musicians didn't sign it. And I know every musician had was asked to sign it. And mm-hmm. I looked at all the names. It was probably about 25 names, but they have way more performers there. And a lot of the names that I recognize were not guys that I like knew. And so a lot of the guys that I know didn't sign it. And so I was like, okay, I know there's a lot of guys that are kind of sitting here, guys and girls, whoever, that are sitting here thinking kind of the same thing. Like, ah, yeah, this it was a really bad look, but I don't think it is what they're saying it is. And uh, so they had they decided they were gonna have like an in-person meeting and i was like ah fucking go that's that'll be cool and then they like rescheduled it to literally today at noon with two hours notice and they were like oh and the guy the musician gets in the group and he's like oh i know it's really short notice but the meeting's in two hours i was like bro what the fuck how the what are we doing here (laughs) how the hell do you schedule an impromptu emergency meeting two hours like everybody we don't like, we play all over, dude. Not everybody lives downtown and shit like that. Like, I got to fucking have some type of notice or anything like that. Like, what if I had work? Like, that was something I was about to, like, get, take off of work for, you know? Because yeah. I think, like, Alex Smith was going to be there and those guys. And, like, I just wanted to kind of see what the vibe was. And uh, 
So I think that meeting happened today. I wonder what came as a result of that. But I just hope they do the right thing. I hope they do the right thing. And I hope that, you know, I hope that whatever musicians said that, you know, this is a terrible, awful institution and they need to do all these things and here's our list of demands. I hope that they are strong enough in their uh, intestinal fortitude that when they don't meet those demands <laughs> to stop playing there because otherwise you're full of shit. That's all I'll say about that. Yeah. There you go, dude. I think that's a... Uh, I guess I could talk about one more thing, but we can wrap up soon. Yeah, for sure. We, uh, so yeah, we had the, uh, all the service and stuff today, which was weird because it was like, it was the first time I'd been in a group of people, of like a large group of people that I knew <laughs> like for like four months. And it was weird to have that under like these bad circumstances, but yeah, uh, but it was honestly having going to a funeral home right now is so fucking weird because uh, they really just like kind of turned and burned us, dude. They fucking like we just kind of got in there. They had like someone say a couple words, like I think it was the one of the ministers or preachers from my grandma's uh old church mm -hmm. and then my uncle said some nice words my cousin said some nice words and then one of the directors at the funeral home was like all right you guys can go to your cars now like immediately <laughs> like, <Wow. laughs> they didn't even let us like talk to each other Jesus. um and then like we took we did the procession out to the cemetery and then we got out there the same lady said a couple words and then the same funeral director just popped out just in that new location it was like all right guys go to your cars get to like hug anyone yet even yeah. though you're not supposed to but you still it's do like, yeah luckily we kind of we went to lunch afterwards which was like where'd you go also weird because that was my first time eating out hmm Oh, let me guess. In quarantine. Did you go to Peppermill? No. Ah. That's, that is what my grandma would have wanted, dude. <laughs> All grandmas and grandpas love the Peppermill. She would have wanted If you're Peppermill, from the greater Baltimore area, <laughs> you know your fucking elderlies fucking love the Peppermill. The Peppermill, dude. It's fucking insane. I've it's never like been a mousetrap for old that. people, dude. It's insane. It's the only. I think it's the only restaurant that has early bird specials. I think that's why old yeah, people like old it. People love the early bird. <laughs> I can't wait to be older so I can specials. wake up early. <laughs> wake up early, eat dinner early, go to bed early. Just get it over with. Start get the it all day over, over again with. the next day. Exactly. So where'd you go? We went to uh, Pappas's. In, oh, classic. That's not like Greater Baltimore area. Yeah. In Cockeysville, though, the the like the the bigger location. The Greater Greater Baltimore area. Yeah. And we had our own, like, we basically had our own, like, dining room area. Mm -hmm. And there was, like, I guess, like, five tables in it. And we had, like, three of them. And the other two were empty per, like, regulation or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but it was nice because then, like, we actually got to sit down and, like, talk to each other and shit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was just, it was it was weird to have, like, all of those... I don't know. All of my streaks got broken today. My streak yeah. of not seeing a bunch of people, my streak of eating at a restaurant, 
my streak of eating a pizza that I didn't make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. I just feel like it's such a it's such a bad time for this to have happened because it's like you want to yeah. you want to do it justice, but you just can't, you know. And it's like, you know. Yeah, that- I think I think um, I mean we were talking about this before the podcast too, but I think we're gonna have like an actual celebration of life type Irish wake. Yes, which I did not know what that meant until your brother told me. Yeah, and I forgot what it meant until you reminded me. (laughs) It's fucking... The concept of it is awesome, dude. You get everybody together, and I think it almost winds up better, like we were saying before, where, like, you you allow some time to pass. People have kind of gone through the grieving process more, and in the fall, three months down the line, it's much easier for people to get together and have a few drinks and just like you know, just literally do that, like celebrate the life of that person. That's what I would want. There's there's two things I know is that I don't want to have an open casket uh, wake. I don't want that. I just I just it just seems weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I always make the joke that they're not going to get my hair right. I know that, but also it's just a bunch of shit. Like I just know I just don't want that to be people's last memory of me. It's like, yeah, dude, yeah. this isn't me. Like this fucking embalmed withered version of me in this casket in this suit that's not even mine is not me yeah. i would never have worn this well she she wanted to be cremated so she was cremated yeah but it was nice because like you know my brother scanned in a bunch of our old like photo album pictures and we had like a slideshow and shit and i saw like a ton of pictures that i had never seen of like my grandma very young yeah i was like damn it's crazy yeah. like she just had her own whole fucking life that like i knew some mm-hmm. of the bits of it that she would tell me in stories but like i was talking to my brother and like he was like yeah like she would just apparently i like saw a sign in the background of one of the pictures but apparently her and our grandfather would just like go to florida a bunch and they just had like a whole group of friends that would always be in those pictures and nowhere else and like oh that's awesome they'd just be chilling fucking yeah you know, it was wild I just to see like uh, all the different like bathing suits and shit (laughs) and all the different like style of the time and it was funny. Yeah, I guess that's kind of the point of it. You know, it's like you don't really like I remember I went to my Uncle Tony's wake and, uh, you know, he was cremated as well. My dad's side of the family usually gets cremated. Um, My mom's side is Greek Orthodox and they don't believe in that. And I still, I guess... I still don't know if I'm going to get buried because that's what my mother and grandmother would have wanted or if I'm just going to get cremated because that's what I would want. But uh, it's still on the fence about that. Hopefully I have a long time to think about that. But, uh, you know, when I went to my Uncle Tony's thing, like I saw pictures of him as like a boxer. Like I didn't know he was a fucking like actual boxer. And there was like he used to he what I thought was really cool is he used to have this like little interview show that he would do back in like the 60s and 70s and he there was a picture of him interviewing rocky marciano and like posing with him and i was like i didn't know he did all this shit and like he would like he would like rent out big ass halls and like do his own like talent shows and have people like he was like uh he was like a he was kind of a schemer a little bit but he was also like super like he just did shit like that like he would just like rent out a hall and like put on big shows and stuff I i didn't even fucking know that about uncle tony you know, like all I knew was that he was the one who gave me my first guitar and taught me how to play Malaguena, this Spanish song. And it was like two chords. And I would sit there at like eight years old and just try to learn it. And that was <laughs> like, you know, and he he bought me that guitar that's sitting, not the 
good guitar, but like the little seven-year-old guitar that always mm-hmm. sits against the little air conditioner over there. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like you go to those things and you learn so much and you see all the people and that's like the importance of it, you know? So, but yeah, I think that uh, it's definitely probably for the best that now you guys have an opportunity to have some time to sit on it and then do something later down the line and it'll be that much better. Yeah. So that's cool. But anyway, yeah. rest rest that's in peace it. though, yeah. for real. R.I.P. Cookie Grandma, I love you. Uh, you know, I'll always have your paintings hung up. Yep. All around my apartment. Hell yeah, dude. Nice That's beautiful beach, too. Beach stuff, some other. She painted you guys when you were a little kid, right? And sat your parents' house? No, Something that's actually, like that. um,. It's actually a painting of my dad and his brother as kids. Oh shit! I always like, thought that was you like and a, Alex. Yeah, no, it's um <laughs> for the listeners. It's a it's a picture of it's like a very big painting, oil painting, of like two boys running down like a beach, and it was yeah, it was my dad and his brother. That's awesome. Dude. Yeah, it's awesome. Damn, yeah, dude. but that's this week, folks. Um, at LFTS podcast across everything, at Eric Glazer, at Jimmy Selesky. Check out the new sophomores tune on Spotify. Yep, it's on add Instagram. Add it to your add it to your local playlist. Yeah, follow <laughs> us, dude. Follow us. We could use some more followers on Spotify. That way, we're coming out with more stuff in the coming months, so you'll be the first to know about it. That'd be cool. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. And episode two hundred coming next up. Week. Hopefully, we can make it. A little special for you guys. We'll see what happens we'll with see. that. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Um, we'll see. What every, are you doing this week? Maybe we'll meet up at the at the we'll studio. Meet up, yeah. Uh, I, we could do. We'll talk about it after the cast. But okay. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. free. I'm free this week. We can make it happen for yeah. sure. For sure. Uh, every Tuesday night, guys, the live stream on Facebook at 8 p.m. Uh, definitely tune into that. And of course, we drop the episode every Wednesday morning. It's on YouTube, Spotify, all your streaming platforms. So just find us, LFTS Podcast, on everything. And uh, until next week, peace. peace.